0: Alright, this is a spicy topic. Let's get into it. Uh, I'm going to sound a little bit harsh, which is usual, to be honest. But it's true. These There, there are a lot of uh, false religions in the world, and they all lie in uh, different variations of deception. As Christians calls, called to expose darkness by bringing it into light, we need to be able to learn how these false religions lie and learn how to dismantle those lies. Um, Romans 1, 21 to 23 says, for even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they were, they had... They became futile in their reasoning, and their senseless hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, and they exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible mankind, of birds, four-footed animals, and crawling creatures. Oftentimes, Christians think that these verses primarily refer to atheists. It kind of lumps everything into one thought. Um, it refers to atheists, but it refers to Jews who reject Jesus, Buddh- Buddhists, uh, Hindus, pagans, Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons. Obviously, I don't think that Paul Paul had Mormons, Jehovah's Witnesses in mind when he wrote this, but today, this verse would, would apply to them also. Um, it applies to anyone today who does not believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And of this list is Islam. Which is today's topic. There's a discernment I need to make between, uh, like how how we look at Islam. There's what's written, and then there's when there's when what is taught. Both are wrong, and bo- both are incorrect. But the message can be different. I genuinely believe that the, that the message uh, has been corrupted in. How it's taught, because of when I look at the book, it says different things, um, and we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hit on those slightly, um, but I brought it up to kind of frame how we can look at different views in Islam and, and why they're so different, because we have we like as far as uh, historical stuff is concerned. We got the English translations of the Arabic Quran fairly recently, and that's that's why things are getting so interesting uh, with Islam today. Before we had to just trust what Islamic uh, leaders said there about about what the what the Quran said, but we have not always had a English translation of the Quran, uh, especially not one that was widely accessible not like it is today you could just look up i have an app i'm i'm working off an app that is the arabic word for word the arabic or claims to be word for word uh the arabic to english on my phone i'm looking at it and and it's so it's so hard it was really hard to set this episode up because i had to write out my script and i had to write out the verses in the quran and I had to read backwards because the English was chunked underneath the Arabic. And I had to read the English backwards in chunks. And sometimes I had to re uh, reword something. Not to say that I've used they used different words that they did. I just had to reorganize how the word was set up. Because once you read English in backwards chunks, it doesn't flow nicely. And sometimes you you can get if if you if you look at it a certain way, you could get a different message than what is clearly being stated there. Um all right. So the discernment is what is said and what is taught. What is said. Surah 9, 29 to 30 says, fight those who do not believe in Allah, nor the last day, and do not make unlawful what Allah has made unlawful and do not and do not acknowledge his messenger. So the people who don't acknowledge the messenger and don't make uh, unlawful what Allah has made lawful unlawful uh fight against these people. The religion of truth, from those who were given the scripture until they paid jizya, uh while they are subdued. So you should make the people who do not submit to the scripture, do not submit themselves to Allah, do not submit themselves to Muhammad, pay jizya, which is a tax. There's noise in the background. Good grief. Noisy neighborhood, guys. Sorry. The Jews say Uzair is the son of Allah. And the Christians say that the Messiah is the son of Allah. That is what they are saying with their mouths. They imitate the saying of those who disbelieve before them. Namely, like the polytheists and such. May Allah destroy them. How deluded are they? All right. This is what the Quran says. I am looking at what claims to be the word-for-word Arabic to English translation. It's on the App Store, guys. You can go and just get it. And here's what's shocking to me. Uh, Somebody might might have caught it. Uzair is uh, the Arabic word for Ezra, and is, we believe that it, that's referring to Ezra of the Old Testament. When did the Jews claim that specifically Ezra was the son of God? We, we have, you know, the idea that, you know, Israel is the children of God and all this stuff. But but the Quran says that the Jews said that Ezra is the son of God and compares that to and says that it's comparable to the way that the christians believe that jesus is the son of god which makes absolutely no sense like just at all now now here here is here's where interpretation comes in i'm going to tell you a quick story uh going a little bit of a of a tangent uh i was talking with a muslim who was talking on behalf of like a program of of a company that were t- that were uh Practicing Dawah, which is the Islamic evangelism, and I asked him just briefly, "How do how am I supposed to interpret something like this?" And he just sends me a commentary. Which usually I can appreciate commentaries, given that they you know have reasons for why they're commentating in certain ways. If you go to BibleHub.com. You, you can look up two different commentaries that go into to depth about, like, this word means this, this word means that, and this word means the other. You can see in this verse that uh, that the same word is used over here. So then that means that the general the general message that should be taken out of this couple of verses should be in search conclusion. In this case, he just provides the Arabic, what the verse says, and then how we should interpret it. And the reasoning behind how we should interpret it just isn't there. He's speaking off of his own authority. He's getting high off of his own authority, which is really, it irks me. I am irked by this uh usage of your own authority that you could just tell people how to interpret things without giving reasons for why we should interpret these things this way. I. And if if any of the Christians any Christian saw that a, a, a leader was doing something like that we would not be happy <laughs> I mean we aren't happy <laughs> <coughs> Keith when Kenneth Kenneth, Kenneth, Kenneth Copeland <coughs> did all the holy people and false teachers that claim to know Christ and they don't we we would we would ate them alive figuratively obviously um so of this specific verse Uh, calling us to fight against those who do not believe in Allah and make them subdued and tax them and such and wish that Allah destroy them. The most common interpretation is that the passage is typically to believe that it only applies to self-defense. It only applies to a certain historical incident. But, But the only issue I have with this is I would understand it if if it was put in the context of of what the previous verses say, but it just doesn't. It, the Quran doesn't say it. It's not there. Uh, the verse before talk about how the unbelievers are unclean, specifically the poly- polytheists, and that they shouldn't be let into the mosques and they shouldn't be allies of Muslims. That's it. That's all. Full stop. Um, and I can't I can't find where the uh. Quran says, disclaimer, all of this has to do with the rating of the Byzantine, or the has to do with specifically self-defense. Like, I I can't see that. So the next one is Surah 434 says the men are protectors of the women because Allah has bestowed some of them over others because they spend all spend from their wealth. So the righteous women are obedient, guarding in the unseen that which Allah orders them to guard. And from those whom you fear their ill conduct, then advise them and forsake them in bed, and finally strike them. Then if they obey, you do not seek a way against them. The Bible teaches women to submit to their husbands. As a precursor. To be a good wife. I can understand that. This verse is teaching Muslims. To beat their wives. Into submissions. Which is a problem. <laughs> um, And it's really frustrating. Looking at it like. Seeing how. People remedy this. In in translations of the Quran, uh, there there are different translations of the Quran. Uh, Similarly, the way that we have different translations of the Bible, NIV, ASV, NASB, they are different translations. But the issue that I find is that they insert interpretations or qualifications in parenthetical phrases so that it's so, that softens the message of the Quran, or just negates what it actually says. Um, in in this one, it says instead of saying "I for forsake them in bed," it it says "refuse to share their beds," which is fine. I mean, I saying. And then parentheses and last and parentheses beat them parentheses lightly if it is useful and parentheses any amount of beating. You're doing to your wife is bad. I don't care how lightly it is; it's not good. It is always bad. But they're trying to soften the blow by putting in a parenthetical, parenthetical phrase and adding, adding the, the the word "lightly" if it is the words "lightly" if it is useful in there. Um, if we're ta- taking, <laughs> if we're taking this to its literal level. No, the Arabic doesn't say that it says, finally, strike them. Now, here is the beginning of one of the most popular uh, arguments against Islam, and I think one of the most effective, the Islamic dilemma, as presented by David Wood of the Act 17 Apologetics. And it goes as follows. Premise one, the... Quran affirms the Bible. We're going to look at a couple of verses directly from the Quran. Uh, Surah twenty nine, forty six says, "And do not argue with the people of the book." This is what the Quran refers to when they call the Christian of the Christians and Jews. They refer to them as the people of the book. Do not argue with the people of the book, except by which it is best, except those who do wrong among them, and say, we believe in that which has been revealed to us and was revealed to you and our God and your God is one. And to him we submit. So it's identifying their God, Allah, and my God, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Jesus Christ, who is just the, the eternal son. And, the, and, I, and I worship the... The, the father in his complicated unity. Or God in his complicated unity. And they're saying that my God, in their God, is one. All right. Sarah 3. 3-4 through four says. He revealed to you the book in the truth confirming that which was before it and he revealed the Torah, which is the torah and the injeel which is the gospel these are different uh, arabic names for the torah and the gospel beforehand as guidance to mankind and he sent the quran uh, so this is saying that that their god allah revealed the torah and the gospel beforehand and then he revealed the quran uh sir 1827 and recite that what has been revealed to you of the book of your lord none can change his words and never will you find refuge other than him a lot of people take issue with people using this verse because it is talking about the quran it is saying uh it's usually attributed to talking to muhammad but oh muhammad Is usually put in parentheses after it. Because it's not directly out of the the Arabic. Um, But. People usually understand this. As Allah talking to Muhammad saying. uh, Recite what has been revealed to you. Recite the Quran. Of the book of your Lord. Me. I am your Lord. So. The issue is the reasoning. That. That. Muhammad should have faith in the Quran is that nobody can change Allah's words. That's the reasoning. And this applies to all of his words. So if Allah revealed the, the Bible, then no one can change the Bible, since the Bible is his words. I, you, you might be able to see where I'm going with this. Um, Surah 7, 157 says, To those who follow the messenger, the prophet, the, uh, the unlettered, whom they find written with them in the Torah and the gospel, the Taurat and the Injil. Those are the successful ones. So it refers to the Bible as evidence for Islam. We're getting kind of it's interesting here because people are supposed to go to the Bible, see that Muhammad is written in the Torah and the gospel. And then they're supposed to understand that he is the messenger from God. Bible supposed to be supposed to be the evidence for Islam according to this verse, Surah five forty seven, and let the people of the Injeel by what Allah has let. Sorry, and let people judge. Whoa, (laughs) brain fart for a second. Good grief! And let judge the people of the Injeel by what Allah has revealed in it, and whoever does not judge by what Allah has revealed then those are the defiantly disobedient so is this telling us telling christians that we should judge by the bible huh well that's that's interesting um surah 5 68 says say O people of the book you are not anything you are not on anything unless you stand firmly by the Torah and the Injil and what has been revealed to you from your lord The Quran says that Christians and Jews should judge by the Bible. Whoa. Surah 1094. So if you, O Muhammad, and again in parentheses, O Muhammad, are in doubt of what we have revealed to you, then ask those who have been reading the books before you, the book before you. So the Quran says, Christians, Jews, Muhammad, and by extension, Muslims should judge by the Bible. Well, then let's do what the Quran says for a moment. Let's see let, 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 let's, let's see what the Quran is talking about when talking about the, the, the Bible is the evidence for Islam. All right, so obviously the second principle is that the Bible rejects Islam. Uh, Surah 4, 157 says, And it is for their saying, indeed, we have killed the Messiah, Isa, Arabic word for Jesus, son of Miriam, Arabic word for Mary, uh, the messenger of, of Allah. They did not kill him, nor did they crucify him, but it was made to appear to do so. This verse is rejecting the death of Jesus, which is a big part of Christianity, death, deity, resurrection. All right. Matthew 27, 35 clearly says, and then they had to crucify him. They divided his garments among themselves by casting lots. And Jesus cried out. Sorry, that's that's the next verse. Um, That says clearly that Jesus was crucified. Later on in the same chapter, in verse 50, it says, and Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. I see, I hear some people going, well, the, he gave up his spirit. It doesn't say d- directly that he that that he died. Uh, that's that, that's a painful a painful argument. It really is. Be- <laughs> All right, fine. If we want to if we want to be uber specific, the word spirit also can be can be translated as breath, and in other gospels it says he breathed his last. So no, um, that's that's a silly. That's a, uh, it's it it's it is a it, it's a silly rebuttal that it <laughs> just because Jesus just gave up his spirit doesn't mean he died. That's exactly what it means. <sighs> um. So the next one is Sarah. Sarah. Uh, Seventeen one eleven says that Allah is the one who has not taken a son, and clearly, that is like. If I do believe that that identifying the, the deity of Jesus Christ is required for salvation, there are some Unitarians who would take issue with that. But this is just denying that he's the Son of God. Period. It's just denying it outright. And Matthew three sixteen to seventeen clearly states: after he was baptized, he became came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened and he saw the spirit of god descending as a dove and settling on him and behold a voice from the heavens said this for this is my beloved son with whom i am well pleased who is who is whose beloved son jesus is god's beloved son jesus is the son of god so according to the bible we can reject islam and according to islam who claims that we need to use the Bible for evidence for Islam we should reject Islam here and 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 I'll make I'll make a very very I'm try to make it as painfully clear as possible in case anyone isn't, isn't hearing me um if I say oh yeah yeah no I'm right about everything I'm, I'm I've never been wrong in my life ask my mother and then you went up to my mother and then my mom said no no I Isaac never, ever tells the truth. Isaac is wrong about everything. And Isaac has never been right about anything in his entire life. I have called upon my mother to be the authority on the ground on which I stand. And if if my mom says, no, 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 you're, you're just wrong. And, and I don't know why he pointed me for evidence. That's silly. Then, if anything, that's evidence for you to believe me less. <laughs> ah uh, i don't know the the false religion of islam and i will i will emphasize that that it is a false religion i'm i'm, af- I'm afraid that people look at very simple arguments and then they try and work their way around it and- Weasel their way around it. And then uh it winds up being being something that we have to discuss. These verses obviously say what they say. You have to reinterpret them. And and Muslims are excellent at reinterpreting scripture. They do it a lot. Um in a lot of cases they're trained to Uh, question the deity of Christ in in these specific words, where did Jesus say, I am God, worship me? In those words, those specific words. If you go to look about how how he says that he's good, or, or how he says that only God is good, that they're still going to reject that because he didn't say word for word verbatim, I am God, worship me. Um, The primary issue is that Muslims believe that the Bible has been corrupted. Muslims believe that the Bible is not an authority on the Quran. And the Quran says in no uncertain terms that the Bible is an authority, an unchanged authority for Christians, Muslims, and Jews. And it's very blatant, and they can't find an unequivocal verse that says otherwise. They can say, but the Bible contradicts Islam, so therefore the Bible's false. That's what they can say, but until they discount the verses that say that the Bible is the authority for Islam, then they, then they can't say Islam is, is correct by default. I can say that because my scripture is what the authority is over Islam, according to Islam, hey, according to me and Islam. <laughs> anyway, have I have I beaten this dead horse yet? I I feel like I have. Um, remember, if you'd like to send in a question, uh, you can do so at Ask a Handbook. At gmail.com, that's A-S-K-A-H-A-N-D-B-O-O-K at gmail.com. Um, if you'd like to remain anonymous with your question, don't leave a name. I'll, I will just read it as it's given to me. Uh, being, be knowledgeable about false doctrine, about false religions, and about false philosophy. Be on your guard against them because they will creep into your lives and then you'll wind up figuring out like, whoa, whoa, whoa what happened? And, and they'll be like, oh, it's because, because I listened to this one, fool. Uh, just be knowledgeable. Know that these things are the way that they are. Uh, and learn how to dismantle these things. It's very important. All right. That's all we have for, for today. Uh, my name is Isaac Floyd. You are listening to... The Apologist Handbook, and uh, I will say, come to Jesus and walk with the Lord.